Hello and welcome to Inspect Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Peloquin and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today's show is the first of a short series called The Journey to Level 3. In this series, we will be receiving guests from different spheres of our industry and give you the insight on what it takes to become a Level 3. First up is the insight from a training school. I had the pleasure to talk with Rodney Stevens, an instructor at Central Piedmont Community College in North Carolina. Rodney provided some insight on how it is to enroll in an NDT college, the advantages of this kind of curriculum, and mentioned what their school are doing for veterans. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation just as much as I did. Rodney Stevens, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you are more than welcome. So, Rodney, you're, you're a teacher at Central Piedmont Community College in North Carolina. Yes. Uh, that's a school that offers NDT classes. Yes. That's also the school where we happen to both study, and that's uh, where we met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's how we know each other. Um, so, but the first question that I always uh, like to ask all my guests is, how did you stumble across NDT? How did you learn about it? Well, it's... Uh it's kind of an unusual story. I had uh, an acquaintance who has now become a very dear friend who was actually in the Royal Canadian Air Force at the time, and he was doing NDI. Yeah. And I said, what in the world is NDI? And he told me all about it, and I said, how fascinating. It really it's is, the, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and NDI, because obviously that's aerospace, right? inspection, right. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So NDT, NDI, NDE, uh, all being synonyms, really. But it seems like NDI is more used for the aerospace. This is truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Military context, they use NDI. That's right. And so from there, you just decided, you, I'll, I'll go and, and study NDT? Um, not directly, no. Um, I was in custom residential carpentry at the time, and uh, chronic exposure to sawdust uh, mm. gave me cancer. Oh, God. And um, once I recovered from that, I decided that it was time to hang up the tool belt mm-hmm. and use more brain and less back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I decided, well... Uh, what Mike does for a living sounds pretty fascinating, so let's investigate and see where I can learn this. And lo and behold, Central Piedmont offered a two-year degree in that. And almost the, right next door to you. Almost were very right close. next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was it was too easy a decision. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and it paid off, right? Because uh, you you know been in NDT ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now you're a teacher there, so that's that's. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. 
I always chuckle when I think about that because I used to joke with the instructors when I was a student. One day I'll come back and teach here, maybe. And <laughs> be careful Little what did you they ask know. for. Yeah, you. that's mm-hmm. right. You yeah. just may get it. That's great. So, what what is it exactly that you teach there? Well, uh, I currently teach an intro to NDT course. Uh, I also teach a course in. Uh, NDT code standards and specifications, and I teach level one and two in liquid penetrant testing, mag particle testing, electromagnetic testing, and ultrasonic testing. Wow. And I'm currently developing a third ultrasonic testing course that will introduce students to the basics of phased array UT, time of flight diffraction, and immersion testing. And we're going to launch that course in uh, spring semester of 2021. Very nice, yeah, because that's that's your background and expertise, right? That's much mm-hmm. more in phase array, so mm-hmm. that's great. It's good to know. Uh, and uh, what's the uh, what's the other methods that are being taught at uh, CPCC? You're teaching them all, or <laughs> you're leaving some for the other uh, teachers? No, no. <laughs> okay. um, uh, we also teach uh, visual testing and radiographic testing methods, levels one and two, and currently those are being handled by uh, my colleague Rand Ernst. And uh, he is uh, currently teaching a third-level advanced RT techniques class this semester. Very great. But so, uh, I will eventually transition into teaching the level one and two visual testing. If I can allow myself a little personal note here, mm-hmm. just want to say hi to Rand because <laughs> he's actually the reason why I'm in NDT. So, uh, yeah, he was so passionate about what he was uh, showing me. And, you know, he kind of gave me a tour of CBCC. And, and yeah, he's the reason why I'm here. So, hi, Rand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, next question uh, is, uh, so the... the there's the reason we're doing also this little series is to talk about how how to become a level three or how to progress uh, in your NDT career. So, uh, what are the ASNT requirements for a student uh, whose goal would be to become a level three eventually? What would you recommend? Well, as you know. Um one must become qualified before one becomes certified, and depending on the method, the requirements vary widely. Um, a person is going to have to gain a certain number of formal education hours and documented work hours to get to a level two certification, after which they will need to get a certain amount of work experience before they will be allowed to sit for a level three exam. And there is significant variance in the amount of experience required depending on the method. Uh, For example, um, for bubble leak testing, according to SNTTC1A, you -hmm. need a total of six hours of instruction, followed by 38 hours in a method, and 69 total hours in NDT. Okay, so other methods. To a level two. Any any combination of other methods to to be qualified for level two, upon which you would need to uh, take your exams to get your certification, right? Gotcha. And uh, contrast that with a method like vibrational analysis, which is going to call for 96 total classroom hours plus 2,100 hours in method, 2,400 total hours in NDT. Now, that's just to get to level two. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Now, after that, you have to get 
uh, a certain amount of experience beyond the level two requirements. And there is a sliding scale depending on the technician's amount of formal education. Okay. For example, once again, this is uh, based on TC1A, mm -hmm. and uh, 2016 edition is the most recent one I have. Okay. If a candidate has a minimum four-year degree, three or four-year, excuse me, degree in an engineer science curriculum, mm -hmm. and one year's experience beyond level two requirements, and an assignment that is at least comparable to an NDT level two, then mm -hmm. they're qualified. They will be permitted to sit for the exam. Gotcha. Okay. If they have a two-year associate's degree or if they have completed a minimum of two years of classes mm -hmm. with like passing grades be. at a university, college, or okay. technical school, yep. and two years of experience, then they can take the exam. If they have no formal college-level training, they're going to need four years' experience beyond level two requirements in an assignment at least equivalent to level two in that method. To be considered for level three certification. Okay, so so somebody mm -hmm. coming out uh, of CPCC, they have the education or the um, uh, yeah, they, they've learned, uh, but uh, that doesn't mean that you come out as a level three, right? So what Not else? Not even close. No. Right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's say I take a UT class uh, mm -hmm. at Central Piedmont, and then uh, and uh, then after, what's my my next step? Uh, do I have experience? Does it count? There are a few places that will accept our laboratory hours as experience, but those places are very few and far between. Okay. Most places will only accept the formal classroom hours. Okay, so you, mm. when you mean places, it's, it depends on the employer, it, correct? Right, because okay. uh, being in the United States, uh, everyone, for the most part, uh, is going to follow the recommended practice SNTTC1A as an employer-based certification system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, so they, they can, can decide to accept or deny those hours. Okay. So the the mm -hmm. lab experience that you have that you may get in or school, may not be. Okay. Mm, okay. It will most likely not count. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. More mm, most of the time you see it not counting more than and the other way around? The vast majority of the time, actually, it will not count towards a person's uh, documented work hours. Interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. still helps. It's still hands-on, but mm -hmm. not Absolutely, for your level yes. three. Or, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Now, if a person wants to pursue a level three certification, I would personally recommend a two-year associate's degree in an NDT school mm -hmm. as an excellent foundation because you will gain uh, exposure in multiple methods. And uh, there are certain methods that you will enjoy. There are certain methods that you will despise. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure. And it gives, gives you exposure to all of them, and which is important for a level three, because mm -hmm. even if you just want your UT level three, you need to be exposed to the other methods to uh, mm -hmm. compare and contrast. <laughs> And in addition to just the NDT courses, some of the uh, technical electives and even the gen ed classes that I took uh, have been most helpful. For example, uh, one of the classes that uh, I was steered toward was public speaking. Stood mm -hmm. me in great stead when I was uh, working as a 
radiography tech at Savannah River, and I had to deliver the safety briefings every night oh, to the yeah. group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I never thought of that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right, and the math skills, we can't overemphasize the importance of math skills, right? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I mean, we both have strong background in ultrasonics. Right, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, how about radiography? Yeah. Lots of math and radiography. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think about uh, my work experience when I was working for uh, Olympus, mm -hmm. speaking yes. in public to uh, at places like uh, Marathon Petroleum, the FPSO yeah. Research Forum. Yeah, then, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, there's always presentations and, and conferences presentations. and so on. That's true. Mm -hmm. So that does Space help. camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it it makes a it makes you into a real well-rounded individual. Gotcha. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's really good. So good good advice. And so to go back to um, to the level three again, if somebody's mm -hmm. uh, if a student tell, comes in and tell you that's exactly what I want to do, I know I want to be a, or you know level three in, in RT or in UT or or in endocrine or um, so from there. So again, you know they would take their class they would mm -hmm. be able to um to take the exam for a level two right but then after that um after that the, what else can they do in in school or it has to be for the level three everything outside of school well um they take the class then they got to get the hours mm -hmm. right you got to you, you you got to have the hours once you once you get your cert then you've got to develop you've got to have hours above and beyond the level 2 but it's not just the hours they need to study again right like the studying oh, is absolutely not <laughs> yes mm -hmm, yeah. absolutely yes um because uh for level 3 you have to pass a basic exam as well as a method exam mm -hmm. yeah. now the basic exam um is for all intents and purposes, uh, a, a general across uh, 11 methods, plus okay. a pretty strong section on qualification and certification programs like TC1A, CP189. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was uh, not exactly a walk in the park. Right. Yeah, because um, you're level three mm -hmm. yourself, right? In in UT. I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yep. so you, you had to go through all of this and, and had to go through you, all of that. Mm -hmm. You need to still do it from time to time. Like how often do you need to, uh, recertify? to recertify? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, currently every five years you can recertify through uh, points and every 10 years you need to uh, retest. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So after you take your basic or before, you can take them in any sequence you wish. You take the method, which is the uh, in-depth exam on the method in which you wish to be certified. Now for uh, ultrasonics, it was 135 questions, four hours. Oh, wow. Four hours sitting in a, yep. Mm -hmm. I had 13 minutes left and I was uh, in a full body sweat when I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. It's, you think you're sweating in the field? That's worse when you're in the exam class. <laughs> there were things on the exam um, I don't know that I had heard of before, and oh, yeah. I studied for six months. I took prep classes, everything. Yeah, I, knowing mm -hmm. you, I know that you would have come ready. Uh, so it's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a bit I surprising to hear that there's stuff that you haven't heard of, but mm -hmm. they tried to cover all bases. Huh? Mm -hmm. um, I strongly recommend that uh, someone take uh, refresher classes. 
Yeah. Where do they yeah. offer uh, those classes? Uh, a number of places offer refresher classes. Um, I hesitate to recommend for or against. Right. You're right, right. That's but, okay. Uh, but there's there's NDT there are, uh, mm-hmm. uh, trainers for that. There are NDT trainers uh, that you can find all across the country, both uh, in-person classes and online. Okay. Though, uh, given the pandemic, yes. online is going to be uh, pretty much what you get right now, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, mm-hmm. th- that that would be wise at least for them to uh, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. adjust to that. Um, mm-hmm. Go find a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. That's good advice. There's there's something else that, uh, you know, I remember when starting in NDT, uh, somebody told me if you want to be happy in or or more if you if you'll know if you like NDT or not if you like to be tested or not because you are <laughs> constantly tested it's not just in school you're not just in your books when it's uh, mm-hmm. uh when you're in school it's for the if you want to uh to keep going with your career it's for the rest of your life you're going to be tested so, that's the truth yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, i know the accp level two exam wasn't a lot of fun either Oh, yeah? Tell me mm-hmm. a bit more about that. Um, I had uh, a general, a specific, and a practical. Okay. I took that uh, at uh, Hellier in Houston. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, um, the practical is what I remember the most because I had a carbon steel uh, reference standard and a stainless steel specimen. Okay. I had to do zero and 45 degree examination of the entire uh, base metal. Mm, okay. And I'm glad that they told me to do that in my procedure because I found an indication way out in the middle of the plate. In the base material. Really? Way out in the base material. <laughs> and then I had to uh, examine the weld 45, 60, and 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to uh, write up the report. And I had two hours to do all of this. And I found uh, the indication in the base metal and three indications in the weld. That you reported in the... Yeah, that's that the, I reported. Yeah, you read the procedure. That's, that's all about it, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, read your procedure. Mm-hmm. I remember a teacher telling me that very often. What does your procedure say? <laughs> what does your procedure say? Yeah. I, I had to tell people that today. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, well, what do I write here? What does your procedure say? There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a, a broken record, but that's that's just yeah. that's just mm-hmm. it comes back to that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Current today. Oh, fun! Uh, I like uh-huh. Eddie Current. It's oh. a, it's a good method. All the cool kids do Eddie Current, but the smart <laughs> kids do Phase Array. <laughs> so I heard. <laughs> that's that's what I tell everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of um, a running gag by now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, another thing that yeah. I would recommend is mm-hmm. uh, I personally think that uh, you are better served by going to an institution that gives you time to truly learn rather mm-hmm. than going to a place where you are force fed over a period of one or two weeks. Right. And you cram the material in and you regurgitate for the test and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. How well yeah, do you right. really retain the material long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's easy to retain just for a test, but for to have it for life, that's that's mm-hmm. something else. That's true. It takes mm-hmm. much longer. 
And I was really shocked when I look at the difference in prices from one place to another to another. I think about how much it costs me to get my uh, degree at CP. Mm -hmm. And there is a prominent place in uh, your current home base of Houston, yeah. mm -hmm. which uh, is about three times the cost. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, time is money as well, so I can see that. But as you said, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's all a matter of uh, mm -hmm. what, what yep. you really want to uh, accomplish. Yep. What but you're after. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's good mm -hmm. to make the distinction, though. So, yeah, but I made 100% of my money back in uh, less than two months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're right. That's another great advice for anybody who wants to start. Like, yeah, you'll you'll see your money back if you are you diligent, will. obviously. Mm, yeah. Yep, so over time for the win. How long uh, is the full curriculum then? Full curriculum at our college is uh, two academic years. Okay. And so, as you say, it, it includes other, other classes that are kind of... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. complimentary to and this is uh, dictated by the uh, state of North Carolina okay okay and uh, w what is uh, I'm sure that's a question you get you get often but what's the placement rate uh, look like for NDT is it for We sure that you're gonna have a that you're gonna find a job or comfortably over 90% for our students 90 wow that's yes. great yes that's a very good placement rate yeah mm -hmm. well I you, we can both I guess uh, attest to to it we both found something very quickly after uh coming after uh, the end of our uh, curriculum so when we graduated but uh yeah that 90 is that's really good when i came out it was right during the height of the recession and uh i had multiple job offers yeah yeah that goes to show mm -hmm. that's true yeah i had to yeah well it helps when you're uh number one in your class <laughs> <laughs> apparently something about it <laughs> yes 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 um so another question so in in your opinion so you see a lot of people a lot of students uh, every year what do you think it takes to to become a great inspector well you should know because you are one <laughs> <laughs> well well. <laughs> well seriously uh the first quality i think is attention to detail you must mm. be very detail oriented Um, the next quality uh, a person must have is patience. You can't get in a hurry. You've got to really take your time to do the job right. Yeah, um, even if you're being pushed by others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The job will take however long the job takes. Mm -hmm. And then finally, a person has to have a rock-solid work ethic. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and why yeah. is that? Because you have to go into this with an attitude that people's lives, people's safety depends on the job that we do here today. Totally. Yeah. Uh -huh. You have to put the welfare of others above your own. Yeah. And I've got to say that um, I see people from all walks of life, all stages of life, and mm -hmm. one group that consistently exhibits these qualities uh or uh military veterans from all oh. branches yeah so you mm. see uh, you guys uh see a lot of veterans a lot of veterans and oh, that's uh, great. and consistently more and more the numbers are growing i think uh words getting out and uh 
our, my colleague Rand Ernst has yep. uh, tirelessly been working that, and uh, some of our very best current and former students are uh, veterans. That's great uh, to they hear. Take it, they take it very seriously, um, and they excel. That's great. That's good That's, to hear. Mm -hmm. And I use you an ex as an example. Says this is the ideal to which you must aspire. <laughs> well, then they won't go very far. That's unfortunate. They could do so much better. <laughs> All right. And so, uh, so you, you mentioned the pandemic a, a little bit earlier. So right now, at the time of the, this recording, it's still, you know, pretty rampant uh, mm -hmm. in, in the U.S. Uh, so, did you see it um, affecting much? Do Do you see uh, having? Uh, you know, less students signing up or equal amount of students? Do you manage to still have classes in person? Uh, how's, how's it working for you? Well, initially, we had to move to 100% online for several weeks, lots of WebExes, and, mm. um, which was really unfortunate because, as you know, uh, half of our curriculum is based on hands-on yeah and at the time it was all ultrasonics for me and I was lucky that uh, I knew someone who was able to arrange for uh, some uh, free assistance on some free software <laughs> yeah uh -huh. we, we did it well let me explain for for the audience uh, <laughs> yeah. so at Olympus we uh, we helped out a few of uh, our training members and and, and schools that, that are um, well that we work together and uh, we helped out uh, with a company called Phasex and we provided those licenses for free for the schools that were uh, being in difficult time for the pandemic uh, so that helped a little bit mimicking some uh, hands-on and so you know we'll uh, uh, I'll give the the email to uh, for this podcast at the end of the show so if you're interested and you're still uh, you're listening to this and um, you're still struggling with uh, with this pandemic and uh, showing UT uh, just just email us and we can also uh, arrange the same uh, for your school so sorry now so, you can mm. you can <laughs> keep going. Yeah, merci beaucoup, Phasex, <laughs> oui. and and, uh, and and Emily and Olympus. It was a real uh, lifesaver at the time. Oh, and right at the end of the semester, uh, the governor of North Carolina relaxed restrictions a bit, and uh, administration at the college allowed us to bring in students in groups of five. Oh, good. And okay. we were able to uh, get the students in and get them the hands-on that they needed to complete the courses. Okay, so still being in the lab, still social mm -hmm. distancing, but from, you know, being able still to, to scan. Uh, mm -hmm. Hands-on parts, yeah. hands-on machines, That's actual great. real live experience. Now this semester, it's um, socially distanced, uh, full protocol, um, but face-to-face uh, -face classes with lab sections. That's good. Yeah, it's it's hard mm -hmm. to replace that, you know, and mm -hmm. although technology is getting better and better, uh, you know, fa uh, um, WebExes and so on, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's the hands-on part that is really hard to replace. Mm -hmm. um, you were asking about numbers. Numbers are down a bit because I had several students uh, email me personally and say that they were not comfortable 
uh, coming to the school given the circumstances and they were going to uh, take minimum semester break until uh, they got a better idea of what the situation was going to be and that's just completely understandable. Oh yeah. Um, As far as uh, employment prospects, it did affect a few of the graduates in that there were very limited opportunities locally. Okay. And they had to go farther uh, from Charlotte to find employment. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's but, some, uh, something but else. They're that, working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. That's uh, yeah, at least yeah, it's, it those are are crazy times. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did mention, uh, you know, being away from your hometown, let's say. Uh, that's something mm-hmm. that all, they also, I remember in school, they were often uh, repeating quite regularly uh, to say, you need to be comfortable in relocating, relocation. Mm-hmm. You know, in mm-hmm. NDT, that's all about uh, traveling and also mm-hmm. being okay with uh, with moving. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's something else maybe we can <laughs> just to... Uh, give the, this uh, this tip or this um, advice early on for people that might be listening to this and might be interested into a career into NDT. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's a uh, let's say a, a caveat for sure. You know, if you're not willing to move, this there might not certain, be for you. Yes, ma'am. There are certain industries who are heavily reliant on NDT, and they are located in certain areas of the country of the world and mm-hmm. that's where the jobs are you look at uh the gulf coast yeah heavy petrochemical that's right mm-hmm. yeah that's I, the first I mean, example that comes to mind it's true that it's a good it's a good point too that if you are hired by a inspection company you might be on the road quite regularly but if mm-hmm. you're working for, you know, in, in NDI, like we started talking at the beginning for aerospace company uh, and uh, you're doing maintenance of uh, airplanes, uh, you know, that that often is, uh, at least from my understanding, in, in one given location where you're likely to, to to be doing shifts and go back home after. So mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the industry as well. Mm-hmm. Now, one area that uh, we've had great success the last several years in is we've Mm -hmm. had uh, um, a number of our students find employment with uh, jet engine manufacturing companies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are doing great. And so it's uh, great. They they don't have to travel, right? They don't have to travel. They work in a nice air-conditioned environment doing (laughs) immersion UT. Okay. And, uh, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. They they go home to the spouse and family every night and uh, making good money, making six figures. Wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's some d- different stuff for different folks. There's a little bit of everything in this it's industry. Truth. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, uh, I want to thank you very much for taking the time. I know that uh, you know classes are are back on so i know you're Mm -hmm. a busy man now but uh, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us and uh, for giving advice to our listeners and i hope we'll get to chat again like this uh, and very soon i would very much enjoy doing this again very much thank you rodney that's all for today's show i hope you enjoyed the information provided by our guest 
If you have questions or comments, please feel free to leave them in the comment section. And as always, please leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for the continuity of the series, The Journey to Level 3, where we will receive additional guests to shed some light on how to perfect your NDP career. And thank you for your great work out there in making this world a safer place. Talk to you again real soon.